Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Ghost Spider Groupies, the podcast dedicated to Gwen Stacy of Earth 65, also known as Spider Gwen and Ghost Spider, where we review her comics, discuss news, and give our opinions about all things Gwen 65. I'm Abigail. And I'm Pax. So, uh, this week Gwen update, we've had a few different things happen since our last episode. So, uh, we have the solicit for Spider Gwen Shadow Clones number five which will be the final issue in this um mini series that we're covering at the moment um and we've got a really cool cover yeah it shows you know gwen surrounded by all of her clones ready for action while lila is just uh they're all in her grasp like looking really sinister there yeah i do i do say that but gwen is wearing the ballet flats for some reason in this uh yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there. Do you think David Nakayama just forgot? I, I don't know what David Nakayama's doing, honestly. When he has a good cover, I'm just pleased. I'm or, not, yeah. you know. <laughs> or maybe that's not our Gwen. Maybe that's another clone of Gwen who oh, just wears dear. ballet flats. Finally, the alternate version of Gwen, which is a ballerina. Um, but, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. The solicit for it says, "Grief and revenge." Doctor Lila Bennett's revenge against all Gwens is complete. What does this mean for our very own Ghost Spider and her clones? Don't miss the chilling finale of Gwen's clone tastic story, one that will change Spider Gwen as we know her. So we're we're excited for that. We're we're pumped. It's coming out in July. In, in a couple of months from recording right now. Um, so that's fun. Uh, we also have the um, Spider-Gwen, Ghost Spider, Modern Era, Epic Collection, Edge of Spider-Verse, Trade Paperback coming out. That is the full that is the full title. I just read the title as it was. I didn't I didn't add anything. Um, there's two different colons in there. It's a it's a doozy. Um, but uh this is collecting all of the Spider Gwen comics between her debut appearance in Edge all the way to the very end of Spider Women where she loses her powers. But it does not include the uh, two annuals, which, uh, like, timeline wise, it was placed before Spider Women, but I guess they're making this epic collection uh, based on publication date. Yeah, I mean. This, I, I mean, I presume they'll have to make a bunch of these to cover all of the comics. Um, but honestly, part of me would just like to see the, the original trade paperbacks reprinted. Like, people are trying to just... I, I was looking at my, my reading this post the other day, and somebody on there is just like, I can't buy the Predators trade paperback for anything less than 70 bucks because it's 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 just it's so rare to get now. And I'm like, you know, like there's there's a bunch of collections being brought out, but why can't we reprint a couple of those original trade paperbacks? Yeah, I'd say it's just cheaper to get the Omni... It probably is after a certain point. Um, we also have the... Uh, this is another book coming out. This is the Marvel Illustrated Guide to the Spider-Verse. Um, and this is an art book. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the reason why I included this is because Gwen's actually the narrator and the tour guide for the book. Yeah, that's really neat. Um yeah, I'm looking at it now. It's really fun. It's a good like kids introduction to the Spider-Verse characters that we read about like it's good like kiddies sort of like non-fiction style yeah. read. There's even an excerpt there where she talks about the other ghost spider which he's now renamed the Spirit Spider, but uh she makes a remark about how uh 
it's confusing to have another ghost spider. Yeah. Well, it is. There's a really long intro from Gwen's point of view in this. I did not realize that. <laughs> I will I will read that, actually. Um, there's also a new Spider-Gwen book announced. It is a new annual. We're getting a Spider-Gwen annual for yeah. Contest of Chaos, uh, which is coming out um, yes. in... September 6th. There, in September, yeah. Ab- Abigail's got Abigail remembers everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is part of the contest of chaos, where um, essentially Agatha is pitting some Marvel heroes against each other to create a new dark hold, just to uh, show Wanda uh, like who's the better witch. And so yeah. she decides to pit Gwen against the Tiger Division member White Fox. We got we got returning people here to to the Gwen type. We got Carla Pacheco. She is coming back, and you may remember her from oh the Ghost Spider Annual. No, that that was Vita who wrote it. Vita Ayala no. wrote that. What did Carla Pacheco write then with Gwen in? Something Spider Women related. Spider Woman. She wrote Jess's title. I thought for real Carla Pacheco had written something with Gwen. Anyway, we know Carla Pacheco from the Spider Woman comics at least. I yeah, uh, obviously yeah. Vitriola wrote the Ghost Spider. I don't know why I thought Carla Pacheco had written Gwen. Um, we also got Stephanie Phillips. We know Stephanie Phillips from like Grimm or Harley Quinn. Uh, she's on this book. Um, yeah, Rosie Campe is returning. Definitely know that Rosie Campe has drawn Spider Gwen before. I know that. Yes. Um. And we've got uh, Albert Foch. Do we know Albert yeah. Foch? Alberto Foch, no. Not that I can remember, but I think uh, I'm just going to go look at his uh, uh, bibliography. Um, right now, he's doing Bishop War College, so he's actually doing a lot of X-books at the moment. Oh, okay. Well, um, I actually think, right, Gwen could win this matchup because we had been speculating that when Contest of Chaos came around that Gwen could have been one of these characters who gets knocked out in like the first round and and like we don't see anything of her because because obviously she's she's not a super yeah. like big name um but she's fighting against somebody who's an even not as big name <laughs> as Gwen so uh, maybe she might win this one she's yeah. fighting Army Han White Fox who does not have a title in the book this is a Spider Gwen book leading me to believe that Spider-Gwen will win this fight, and we might yeah. actually have something to read in Contest of yeah. Chaos. Yeah, well, it's called a Spider-Gwen Annual, not Tiger Division Annual. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really ready to see yeah. whatever this book holds. And also, we, we might just read this weird event um, that's been made. Like, um, if she wins, and that means we might have to read the finale Avengers Annual number one, depending on uh how many pages Gwen shows up in there because it says that um Agatha is gonna pit the winners of uh, each of their rounds against the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. Um so we probably will see Gwen lose at some point, I'm not gonna lie. I'm also extremely skeptical over like how well um any of these uh light writers are going to actually remember that Gwen is a symbiote hero and she has a symbiote that she can use when she's in a really clutch situation. Because it's a 50-50, you know. Like, these writers, they really don't want to acknowledge that Gwen's got a symbiote, even though it's cool and really fun and interesting. They just, they don't, they don't like it for whatever reason. Well, Carla Pacheco is in Spidey Office. Well, she has a good relationship with Spidey Office. Yeah. Um, 
for sure. Like I, I mean, even if they write her like really vanilla, um, like no symbiote action, I'm sure it'll be a fun read. Um, the other, th- um, yeah, but uh, the, we will we will be covering Spider Gwen Annual Number One, uh, 2023, um, in September. Uh, exciting times. Yeah, and hopefully this me like this means that um she'll get another relaunch. Like I'm really pressing that um uh they should relaunch Gwen's book in October because she's Ghost Spider, Ghosts October, Halloween, spooky stuff. I I I don't know about that, but I will say if you like Gwen and you like Gwen comics, and you want her to keep getting comics, um, it's a really good idea to add Spider-Gwen Annual onto your playlist, as well as Shadow Clones as well, if you haven't already. If you add, if you go to your local comic book store, or you like find an online retailer that sells single-issue comic books, and you, you want to subscribe, or add to your playlist, or whatever you call it right, so that you get that issue um, pre-ordered, because that is the number that Marvel looks at for the success of these books they don't look at like impulse sales that you make when you walk into your local comic book store and you just buy one off a shelf they are specifically looking at pre-orders uh, they they don't even look at like you know like graphic novel sales they don't look at marvel limited clicks really they really are mainly looking at pre-order sales and single issues that's where the biggest chunk of their profit margin comes from yeah. which is why we we say to do that yeah, and that's why Shadow Clones exists in the first place because of the success of Gwenverse. Yeah, like enough people were buying Gwenverse, including I presume the listeners of this podcast, um, that that like it has allowed Shadow Clones to exist. So, um, you know, uh, any any going content, especially going content that isn't like the like I will say the the Gwen being everyone gimmick is going to get very tired very quickly after two miniseries. Um, so uh, they'll probably want to do a more normal comic with Gwen, maybe at some point, hopefully. So, like, uh... like I'd be totally fine if um this was Carla Pacheco's backdoor pilot into writing her. Yeah, yeah, everything's a backdoor pilot. Any 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 appearance of Gwen, we're hoping it's a backdoor pilot. But you know who knows? Um, there's even Sean and Maguire on Twitter again recently mentioning that there's this new there's a new collections of the Ghost Spider books that she wrote coming out and how badly she wants to write this character again, yeah. um, and and um, you know how bad she feels that she essentially got uh, she lost the title. Um, so you know it's not that there aren't people who don't want to write these stories. You know they, they're still out there. I'm I'm, I'm sure Sean McGuire and Carla Pacheco and Emily Kim. Any of these writers could could you know have have a, a good few arcs worth of stories that they'd like to tell with this character in um, outside of the realms at uh, the very limited uh, boundaries of of what these miniseries allow. Yeah. So um, there's definitely yeah. a hunger for it now, especially yeah. with the new film. Yeah, and you know if Peter gets two books, then why can't he just share the spotlight with one of his fellow spiders? Oh yeah, Peter is. I I tell you what, that guy. Um, will 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 have multiple comic books. Um, other characters will lose their comic books, and then he'll bring them into their supporting cast. And you think this is great, and then he'll kill them off. That's what Peter Parker. I'm saying Peter Parker. I'm talking about Zeb Wells. Um, but I I tell you what, there is there is some absolute shenanigans going over of, uh, in the Peter Parker comics. He gets away with so many rubbish arcs, rubbish storylines. His fans don't like any of his books, and yet he still gets them. Why? 
fucking people who actually want to read Spider-Gwen comics not get any new Spider-Gwen comics. This is, this is, what, I've, this is what I've been asking. I'm I'm going I'm I'm literally becoming the Green Goblin over here. I, I I'm spiraling. We need to, we need to get out a week end update. Um, yeah. <laughs> onto our episode subject. We are continuing our read through of Spider Gwen Shadow Clones. It is on uh, currently uh, on ongoingly releasing miniseries at the moment. This is uh, issue number three. The last time that we were reading this it was issue number two. So we've, it's been written by Emily Kim. It's got lines by Kay Zama and colors by Triona Farrell. Um, we're also celebrating two years of the podcast. We yeah. have been doing Ghost Spider Groupies for two years. Do you know how long most people do a podcast for where two friends talk about their hobby? Because it doesn't usually last more than two episodes. And here we are, two years in, still producing, I want to say, with a much better degree of quality as well, reviews and news all about Gwen 65. Yeah. We we have the one-stop shop for Gwen 65, I want to say. I feel very good yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. we've lasted longer than most Hollywood marriages. We've la- yeah, we've la- we've la- we're lasting longer than most comic book writer marriages if if the gossip is to be understood at the moment. So we're doing we're doing really well. Um, so uh, we we're gonna get into this issue of Spider Gwen Shadow Clones, and uh, yeah, we we have our synopsis here. So we recommend that everybody read Spider Gwen Shadow Clones uh, issues one to three if they can. Um, but we also include the synopsis so that it gets everybody on the same page, jogs everybody's memories. Um, we will include links to a updated reading list. Updated it um in the bio yeah. uh, which also has um information on you know where you'd find places to legally read comics if that's something you don't know about and it only took three thousand years to update it yeah abigail here is the real trooper in that she reminds me to do things and then i don't do them and she reminds me to do things and then i do then eventually do them and i'm forever grateful for her reminders um i will try better and be more prompt <laughs> with my next updating of the reading list yeah. once it gets old. Um, but yeah, actually, actually, I will. I I do mean it this time as well. I feel very productive after updating it more recently. I will try and maybe do a bit more with the with the Reddit and, and have a proper discussion post up for Spider Gwen Shadow Clones number four uh, when that comes out, so that um, we can maybe get some more uh, feedback for the podcast, uh, which would be nice. Yeah. So uh, should we start yeah, getting into the story? Yeah, let's do it. Sorry. So um, we begin. Spider-Gwen and Gwen Ock familiarize Sand-Gwen with her reality as a clone now that she is free of villainous control. The three take the tech controlling her to Reed, who takes it back to his school lab where he can use it to triangulate the source of the signal. To kill time, they go back to real Gwen's workplace where Mateo is on shift. Gwen Ock, pretending to be Ghost Spider, asserts herself with him and confidently asks him out on a date, much to Spider-Gwen and San-Gwen's shock and awe, respectively. Spider-Gwen calls Reed for an update, but he's been captured by fresh clones, Vulture-Gwen, Rhino-Gwen, and Craven-Gwen, who demand that she come meet with them and bring the power source they've been after. Ghost Spider tells the other two clones about the situation, but she insists on dealing with this alone. Taking place in the New York Cemetery mausoleum, Gwen hands over the goods and unbinds Reed. Vulture Gwen insists that Ghost Spider stay while Reed can leave. It's an uneven fight and she has her back to the wall until San Gwen and Gwen Ock arrive. Now with the backup, they work together to beat the hostage taking Gwen clones handily. 
All seems well until Ghost Spider is trapped by a sudden vibranium net, with Gwenok and Sandgwen getting taken off guard quickly after that. Finally, our villain reveals herself. A vengeful, cybernetically enhanced Dr. Lila Bennett comes into view, and she blames Gwen for the death of her husband. Yeah. I missed that. I missed that. You know, it was, yeah. Great stuff. Yeah, she's very dramatic. She's a cyborg now, and... She is super dramatic. I will say, also... Last episode, I was like, what we need is a really good splash page of Lila, because we don't really know what she looks like, you know? Um, and we have it here, and it's yeah. glorious. And and it, and it's not just, like, standard, like, Borg Queen stuff. She actually does look like a doctor. She's got, like, an, a bloodied apron, and she has a big sci-fi, like, Starship Troopers gun for no reason. Wait, do you think that would be the same bloodied apron that she had all those months ago when uh the lab was blown up and when Bennett was killed? Like, what if that was Bennett's blood? Maybe. I mean, uh, it is red, so one presumes maybe it's fresh blood. But also, I don't know if they're like it could just be stained. She just attention. she just kept it all those all those months ago. Maybe she just had a bolognese. And you know how Bolognese gets and it flicks on you while you're eating it. If you're wearing white, that stuff's got specks of orange all over it. Maybe yeah. it's just that. I actually um, had that for lunch uh, not too long ago. Nice. It is, it's great, but it's messy. You know, yeah. what you pay for in, in tastiness, you have to make up for in 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 high intensity washing loads. Yeah. Um, and I made a little joke about how Lila's practically being um like this is a terminator shout out just because she makes this whole judgment day speech and like she's a freaking cyborg she is she looks sick oh i just it's such a good design and it's 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 just like she has the whole you know how like apocalypse is like kind of like like he's like tinted blue and he's got like those like yeah. she's got that whole thing going on she's she just she's she, like I love it. It looks very unhuman, and I'm I'm enjoying it. Um, yeah, I feel like next issue we might get a little bit of backstory on her chroming herself. Yeah, it's very it's very cyberpunk actually. It's very fitting for Earth sixty five. I think. Yeah. Well, isn't um, like half of her head like yeah? It has that plate on it, but doesn't it look like it's been shaved to put that plate on it? Yeah, yeah, it looks like that. It looks like she's literally got like a like a side like a side cut. No, I can't remember what the term is. Undercut. Um, Undercut. It looks literally like she's had an undercut, um, but it's actually it's a bunch of like Borg, yeah stuff. And um, one of her eyes is cybernetic. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's a really, really good design. And and honestly, I want to say I'm a lot more excited for Doctor Lila Bennett, an original Earth sixty five villain, than I am for Gwen villain of the week that we've been having for the past few issues. Not to disparage like these other characters, but they're not very like compelling for Gwen to fight after a certain point because it's very like we've seen this song and dance before of the whole mind controlled clone that we've that's a, it's a the Gwen flavored villain that Gwen has to break out of the mind control yeah. we've had it at least a couple of times and 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 I'm I'm just genuinely more excited to see what Lila has to do I'm hoping she gets a more interesting name I'm not going to lie not that not to disparage the Lilas of the world or the Bennets of the world, um, but but it's not a great villain name, you know. Like she needs to be the. Well, she calls herself Doctor Lila Bennett. 
Yeah, maybe she could be a doctor. Oh, I don't know. Are there any doctors left from Spider-Man's rogues gallery that need an Earth-65 equivalent? Like, I feel... Dr. Michael Morbius. She's definitely not a Morbius. I feel like... The Dr. Michael Morbius. Now, that now that guy had a villain name. Like, straight out the gate. Yeah. He, he didn't need a code name. Yeah, it's just he... his last name. Yeah. And to go off on a tangent, um, Web Weaver on his world, uh, Gwen is Morbius. That's really funny. Gwen would make a great Morbius. Gwen Morbius. Gwarbius? Gwarbius. Gwarbius is great. Or is she just Stacy? Yeah, that'd be funny. Yeah, no, just Doctor Stacy. Uh, it doesn't. I doesn't. It doesn't carry Stacy. Stacy doesn't sound villainous enough. You see, Gwen's got to have the code name if she were a villain. Um, yeah. So we're actually. Uh, yeah, we 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 are getting a lot of villain Gwen in this. We're getting a lot of Sand Gwen now for the first time. She's actually able to talk. Um, so that's been interesting. Um, yeah. and um, she's very um. I don't know. She's a she. She has a line about liking gold. Um, she's very much an admiration of of Octagwen, um, whom yeah. I'm refusing to call Gwenok because Gwenok sucks as a name. Whereas Octagwen, my name for her is better. Um, <laughs> and um, she's very like like wanting to help the team. Um, she's definitely. Yeah, uh, a lot nicer than Octagwen, who who is obviously meaner. Um, I think that's just Flint uh, in general. Well, depending on who's writing Flint Marco, because depending on the writer, he's either um like an anti-hero or just mm-hmm. straight-on villain, or he just doesn't know uh what to call himself that week. I don't like after they put him in whatever that thing that Nick Spencer did was called um, Sinister War after he was in Sinister War and he's like well I don't know why I'm a villain again and it was the yeah. first time he'd shown up since like he was very clearly established as a vigilante like a good yeah. guy and an ASM 900 with um, yeah, the new Sinister 6 story well, well not new Sinister 6 but anyway the old gang was back together like albeit unwillingly uh, yes like Pete uh, said, like, is he not supposed to be a villain anymore? And Flint's just like, I don't know. That sucks, really, because obviously it undermines a lot of, like, character development. And I don't, like, it's just lazy. Um, like, the writer's not even finding a, a reason to make him a villain or yeah. have him fight Pete. But Cause... interesting thing about Flint's backstory is that, yeah, he did grow up surrounded by bullies until he became a bully himself. Yeah, there. I mean, there is that. I I will say all this about like the live action San Gwen, San Gwen, Sandman that they did, um, uh, in the Raimi films and then in No Way Home, like he was able. They were able to find reasons for him to have like conflict with Spider Man, even after he had stopped being an outright like bank robbing villain. Yeah, like no, yeah, in No Way Home, he just wanted to go home to his daughter. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, he can have beef, he can have tension. I don't, yeah, I don't know. We're off, we're way off on a tangent about Sandman here. Um, but yeah, like, shame about that character. But San Gwen here is nice. And I think she's able to become full sand now, is that right? Yeah. She can go all sand now that she's uh, no longer got the halo thing. Yeah, you can notice um, that her hair, well, the tips of her hair is now sand, whereas in last issue, her head's just solid. Yeah. She has also. I will say this got really confusing. She has exactly the same hair as Spider Gwen, um, and they, no, they... Her, no, her bangs are a bit sharper uh, than Gwen sixty five. 
Yeah, I mean, they didn't need to make them look that close. I think they could have given her a slightly different... I don't know what a Sandy hair, hairstyle would be, but... No. no, because basically all sand people, um, they're just... um, They're not even wearing any real clothes. It's just colored sand that looks like cloves. Yeah, they're all naked. So practically, Sand Gwen's in her skivvies. It's the same as the symbiotes, but almost like worse because with the symbiotes, it is it is a thing that's over them. Yeah, so it seems like um, if all of the uh, symbiote hosts got together, like maybe if they had a party, and then for some weird reason, there's sound or fire going around, and everyone's just naked. Yeah, it's it's uh very strange. It's it's uh but yeah it's it, it I I can't relate to what it must be like to be a sand person but I imagine it has its complications. Um, well, if you get but, water thrown on you, you're screwed. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah, there's um, so it's, it's a it sounds rough. Um, or if yeah, you're near so, fire, um, you'll turn into glass. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean I. What I would say is the average person is also probably pretty wary of fire. I can definitely, I can relate to being scared of fire. You know, I, I definitely already make a active choice not to get set on fire. But, but being afraid of getting in water would probably be a shame. Oh, I just wanted to point out that um, I think it seems like there's a coloring error on San Gwen's skirt. Because according to the Peach Momoko designs, it's brown like Flint's cargo pants. But I guess Triona Farrell, um, probably, it's a, I'm not sure if it's a mistake, but it's green. I don't know. It looks kind of brown most of the time. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a muddy brown. Oh yeah, no, some definitely green. I mean, it's not the worst mistake, I yeah. suppose. Um, I could see Triona Farrell wanting to sort of go their own way with it, even. Um, yeah, uh, we get a little bit more of Gwenok, and there's this like whole scene where uh, Gwenok asks out Mateo. Yeah. She's like, listen, Mateo, I like you, you like me, let's make this happen, but let's get things straight. Uh, my duties as Ghost Spider come first, and you come second. Do you understand me? Yeah, and like Mateo's cool enough to be like completely chill with it. Like but it is it is weird and it's definitely not how Gwen sixty five would normally have handled that. She was she was pretty shocked by that series of events. Uh for sure. Yeah, I guess that's just the oxide of her like her arrogance. Mm. And uh yeah, so so like definitely definitely dating, like no doubt about it, sadly. Uh, Gwen is dating a, another random guy in this uh, miniseries. But don't you think Mateo would have noticed that something was off with Gwen? Because uh, uh, she doesn't have that hair and she definitely doesn't have a tattoo under her eye. Maybe he's just kind of used to like Gwen always seeming a little bit off, you know? And also probably wearing like funny outfits for like band gig stuff, superhero stuff, you know? Like, I don't think he... Like he's pro he's probably learned not to question stuff to the point where Gwenok can pass herself off as being Spider Gwen. Yeah, but it's really funny to see her thinking she's the best when uh, earlier before talking to Mateo, um, she made this whole point about um how to crush lesser beings. Really, that that sentence, lesser beings. 
Yeah, it's very loaded, and it shows a lot about how she views people around her. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I, I have a bad feeling about Gwenok. Like, I feel like it will result in some kind of conflict at some point. But we see everybody kind of warming up to each other, like Gwenok, and Gwen, and 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 Spider Gwen are all kind of like hanging out, and Gwen's feeling quite happy with her clones. Um, before Reed gets kidnapped, um. And she kind of insists on going and fighting alone, which I don't know. I mean, it sort of goes predictably, but like, I don't, I do think she probably, she could have taken at least one of them. Like, I don't, she didn't like, this is my issue earlier. I mentioned it earlier. Like she didn't use a symbiote in the fight, you know? Um, yeah. I think this is a uh, harking back to the first issue where she said that Gwen's are loners. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, understandably, like that's why you know she'd rather do this by herself because she doesn't want to lose anyone else because she keeps citing Peter. Yeah, uh, she does. I, I mean, obviously, she knows what happened to the clones in the previous mini series. So, I I just yeah. think you know maybe. And how also everyone in her social circle always ends up getting hurt. I think the most recent example would have been MJ. Uh yeah. Um, I think I, I you know she must be the. It may be kind of a difficult point because, like, obviously these new clones are like new people that she has to look after now as well, um, on top of everybody else and worry about, and 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 I think they maybe could have communicated some of this better. Because even the clones bring it up too, how um no one understands Gwen's predicament better than themselves because they have her memories. Hmm. Yeah. Um. I think it was it was it was a weird bit, and it was also it was very predictable that like obviously Gwen would end up on the back foot, and then the clones would come in and rescue and and everything. Um, but I don't know if she'll unpack that in this mini series or not. I just it seems like a really like big thing just to sort of try and fit into the limited space they have at the moment, and and then yet they all end up captured. So going into like the next issue. I think we're probably going to see all of them captured to some extent. Like, uh, and that's also kind of what the cover's promising, is is Gwen sort of, like, stuck in a tank with the others. And probably the beginning of what Lila's endgame is supposed to be. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad they are having Gwen and Lila talk from issue three, as opposed mm-hmm. to, like, only introducing the villain and the and the hero at the end. I was always thought it was a bit of a shame with, like, Finale and Gwen, that Gwen doesn't really get to know who Finale is yeah. until, like, the end. And in Gwenverse, but do you remember how I had that speculation that maybe Lila's Endgame could be uh making the perfect Gwen clone to upload her mind into? Yeah, I do remember you saying that. Yeah. Do you think um she would have done it already if that was the case? Yeah, but I don't think she's done it. I don't think she's unless if she wants some like DNA straight from the source, like more DNA than what she yielded for the clones. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's it's elaborate. Um, I'm not quite sure what her endgame is, because obviously I think if she wanted to kill Gwen or, like, capture her earlier on, she could have started out with that. But there's something else going on with, like, the power source, and so I guess we'll yeah. find out. Well, it says that, um, well, according to solicits, whether or not they're accurate, that um, uh, Lila's endgame involves the multiverse. And that her yeah. revenge against all Gwens is complete. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's going to use the Gwens battery to bring back her dead husband. Specifically, the guy who died was her husband. Yeah, it's yeah, it's been revealed. Well, 
yeah, it was revealed in the recap that um her husband's first name is Lee. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's also on top of the mausoleum, like Bennett, comma Lee. Yeah, this makes sense. So I guess in the first issue, she just calls her husband by their last name, like Fitzsimmons. Yeah, I, th- I think um, it was it was is is strange. I think that the reveal about the husband that definitely should have been made clear earlier on, maybe. But I I did notice reading back in the first issue that there were rings on each other's hands. Yeah, I think that maybe should have been the giveaway that that, that I picked up on to uh, that I should have picked up on, even. Well, it doesn't necessarily mean that that um they were married to each other. This is true. Yeah. Um. But it does make sense as to how why she's going after Gwen. You know, the death of her husband. You know, that's more than enough to uh, blame the superhero involved. Yeah, I mean, even though like you like it is definitely her fault in that first issue that he was still there during the explosion. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is just you know Lila refusing to take responsibility. I wonder if they'll get into that. Like, I wonder if they'll, like, Gwen will try and prove her case with Lila, or if it'll just be, like, a straight sort of kind of showdown between the two. Yeah, but um, regardless, we got, you know, two more issues left until, like, what, what, yeah, what's Lila up to? Yeah. Um, I'm excited, actually, specifically for the Lila stuff. Lila's been the most most fun here for sure yeah. i think just just design wise um yeah. well actually issue four which um by, by the time this probably uh drops it's just gonna be uh three weeks away actually nice but the preview two weeks do you know if the like vibranium web that um caught gwen was that from lila i guess because uh, well uh I think by logic, Wakanda exists on Earth-65. Whether or not uh, it's sharing it to the world is unknown. Because I couldn't work out if it was like a Craven booby trap, because Craven also sends out a knife in, a, in another panel, right? Yeah. Um, I just couldn't work out if it was like a Craven-style booby trap, because it was like a, as a net, or if it's from Lila, because she was like the only one who wasn't actually webbed up at the time. Well, I think regardless, um, Lila is the one supplying the vibranium, whether if it's her trap or if it's just Craven's trap that she got from Lila. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, we've also got uh, uh, all three of these new villain Gwens. They're just kind of yeah. being introduced all at once here. Yeah, because yeah, Lila's going for an ambush. So yeah, and it seems like Vulture's calling the shots. Yeah, Vulture talks the most here, does all of the, like, main evil bits. Yeah, I guess this is because, um, well, I think the uh, um, runner-up for calling the shots would be Craven, but uh, she's probably a little bit unpredictable, and I don't see 616 Craven as a leader. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't quite know what they're doing with that character yet. We're also yet to see the, like, monstrous transformation that apparently... We've seen her doing some covers. Oh, yeah, her mean face? Yeah, the mean face that she does. We get to see that actually in the interiors of, of issues that she's appearing in. I I would like to see that. Wait, don't you mean the covers? Yo, well, no, we have seen it in the covers, but we're yet to yeah. see it in the interiors. Oh, right. Yeah, maybe uh, in the next two issues she'll get to put on her mean face. I'm hoping so. Um, yeah, and there's also... Um, 
and you've picked up on this as well the thing with uh with rhino gwen and the 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 whether or not rhino gwen is wearing a rhino suit or if rhino gwen is a mutated rhino human is yeah. unclear from the artwork yeah because she looks like she's mutated just because you can tell from the side of her face but it looks like she's wearing clothes i don't know yeah it's 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 tough I guess it's because of the way that David Nakayama draws her versus the way Keizama draws her. Yeah, I will say the cover to this issue is kind of like DNA cheesecakiness at its worst. And you see how, you know, even he seems kind of undecided on whether or not Rhino Gwen is um, somebody wearing a rhino suit or like a mutated rhino person. Because what seems to be her skin, right, is kind of fits her like a dress. And I just, I don't, you know, like, I think they, they definitely should just commit to the bit with her being a mutated rhino person, you know, and just do her really rhino-y, yeah. uh, save themselves the kind of back and forth. Because, well, certainly she's not super glued to a rhino suit. Yeah, I'm getting that impression. Um, oh, God damn, that cover by DNA is, is really something else. It's, it's, it's the butt sticking out thing again in a really weird way um it's very cheesecakey i don't know maybe uh yeah 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 i lost my train of thought here what i what metaphor i was gonna make it's it's too many it's too (laughs) many yeah but i did want to um yeah make another joke again about how uh i've mentioned this before how vulture gwen looks like because of that hairstyle mandy from the grim adventures of billy and mandy yeah, Vulture Gwen has the Mandy haircut, and um, I love I love the wings. Actually, Vulture's de- uh, Vulture Gwen's design is probably my favorite out of the villains yeah. um, uh, so far. I've really enjoyed it the most, and, and and she's got quite a bit of character. Yeah, and apparently she has enough room to keep a like a switchblade sword in there. Couldn't tell if that was maybe Rhino Gwen who did that. Um, no, it's like Craven Gwen even. No, it was Vulture Gwen who attempted to cut her. Oh, I see. Yeah, she said, we'll just give her a little carving. Oh, I see, yeah. No, I remember now. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, it's it's fun. Yeah, and the way that she treats Sand Gwen, like, calling her the sand creature or the sand beast, like, Jesus, Vulture Gwen. She's yeah. got a name. I wonder if these three are mind-controlled in the same way the first three were. Like, will it require... The... Because they don't even attempt to get rid of the Halo things on these ones, right? They just... They, they don't... Like, they just fight them straight yeah. up. Yeah, um, meaning that um you think that they're loyal to Lila? Yeah, they've been brainwashed in some other way. Or maybe they just got to figure it out. That they have Halos again. Yeah, because it did say in, um, in the uh, coming up next, uh, Gwen has been imprisoned by the remaining Gwen clones. Yeah. Um, yeah, Reed Richards is in this as well, pretty briefly. He's, like, in and out, just getting kidnapped, and then obviously not wanting to be just, kidnapped, so... Yeah, and he just leaves. Yeah, he does. He does. He's really funny like that. Because I think he... But I think, um, essentially, he kind of served his purpose, triangulate the signal from where these halos were coming from. Yeah, um... And and you know everybody's met up now anyways, so like the need for like a like a boffin to find everybody's kind of gone away too. So might be the last we see of him for a bit. Yeah. So and who knows? Uh, 
whoever decides to pick Gwen up what Reed's gonna be used for and if they remember how old he's supposed to be because I think in Shadow Clones he's been aged back by two years yeah yeah I saw that <laughs> yeah cause uh, I think in Party People he was 14 and then in Shadow Clones number one he says that he's 12 yeah he just funny. that's funny um yeah uh is there anybody else that we've we've did we mostly talk about gwen herself because we've bounced back and forth between her clones yeah i hope they do something a bit more meaningful with the whole like learning to work together thing and you know how gwen establishes trust because obviously it does seem like that maybe some of these people might violate it a bit and like how will they show how that is handled and stuff but i, I just i you know, it feels like a lot to fit into these last two issues now because they haven't really gotten the ball rolling with it. I think uh, maybe she'll probably learn what she used in Gwenverse and then just apply it here because uh, she said, like, she was like, to think I've, I'm being used to working with multiple Gwens by now. Yeah, for real. And, um, yeah, it seems like, uh, do you still think that the uh, cl- remaining clones might turn against Gwen? I think so, maybe. I feel like there's going to be some way that they get written out, and I'm still trying to figure that one out. Maybe they'll just do a, like a straight sacrifice like in the last issue. Or, or it could just be a straight-up clone degeneration, like Lila flips a kill switch. Yeah. Um, do we want to wrap up our opinions here? or? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean... So obviously we've got a couple of issues left uh, in the series, so I'm going to suspend a lot of my judgment here. Um, I think this is a really solid issue. Um, I would like to see more of like Gwen's unwillingness to work with her clones, maybe elaborated a bit on, and just to try and kind of build up her idea of, you know, how she works within a team and and the importance of that. Because I feel like it's not something you have to have her actually even learn in the middle of working with the team she's worked with once so much. Um, And her not necessarily being liable for things going wrong. Because obviously things have gone wrong and they've all been captured. But I don't don't know if that is on Gwen. But will she feel guilty about that anyway? I'm quite interested to see how this next couple of issues go. Yeah. Because, you know, Gwen couldn't have known that there was a stray vulture bomb. Yeah. Yeah, and I I think this is just because um I I think this is what all spiders think that every tragedy they take it upon him or herself and then just uh even when it's not remotely uh related to them like they feel like they have to take on that burden. Yeah. Yeah, they do, I guess, and it's yeah. not you know, it's not always necessary. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, at the end of the day, it's Lila who is refusing to take responsibility to not listening to her husband that they should have fled. Yeah, they should have. Yeah, and, you know, um, it was just easier to blame Gwen. Yeah, it was. But yeah, I think before we should wrap, yeah, we mentioned that about how uh, we're also celebrating two years of the show, though. So do you think... uh? Yeah, we should look back on what we've done and then what's to come up for year three. Yeah, I mean, uh, we spent most of that first year covering Gwen's original run. And then, like, we went into our second year and we've covered, I think, everything by that point um, that Gwen had appeared in. And we've now just been doing 
Um, we've been able to do month to month new Gwen comics really yeah. for for about a year now, and um, no, we got to interview Tim Seeley. Yeah, we would like yeah. to interview more people, but obviously, uh, there's a pretty limited amount of people that are like involved in a big Gwen Stacy project, like Tim Seeley or like Sean and Maguire, that are available to interview. We are requesting yeah. more people. Uh, that we do actually interview on the podcast um in reality to 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 meet with us and a lot of them just don't uh reach out but hopefully we'll be able to procure some more interviews over the next year and uh hopefully somebody who's worked uh with some of the comics that are coming out either here or, or very very soon do you think um the upcoming annual do you think it's just an excuse to get uh carla pacheco and stephanie phillips on if we could get those those two writers and I'd, I'd, I'd be stoked. Um, I've, I've, you know, I've read their work. I'd, I'd be really interested to, to, you know, ask them about it and, um, and, 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 you know, what it's like for them to get their teeth in Spider Gwen. So, um, but yeah, I mean, what I think this podcast works really well as, and what I think I know I like from it is that, uh, we provide news and reviews on Gwen 65. Um, and she's a niche enough character that is kind of warranted, because if you don't have an outlet like this covering her, a lot of her appearances, a lot of her stories can get by you. Yeah. And it's it's hard to find places to discuss them if you really like this character. You know, she isn't Peter Parker. You know, you can discuss the the ins and outs of Peter Parker with with, with Joe Schmo off the street. You can't do that for Spider-Gwen. Um, so we, we want to be able to provide that yeah. and sort of provide a sort of central point. Um, I do need to maybe work a bit more on the subreddit because the subreddit really should be like the main forum for this sort of stuff as well um, in the meantime. Um, but but otherwise, yeah, I think I think our commitment sort of going forward is, is yeah. to keep doing Gwen 65 stuff, really. Yeah, and I think we've also had pretty good steam because of uh, uh, Dan Slott's End of the Spider-Verse arc. I think that's the only reason why we kept this going on for so long without a huge break. Yeah. Even though she was minimally used, yeah, no, we we might have really struggled for um content really without like I mean I I would say like broadly like we will lean on like Spider Verse content that's coming out in between Spider Gwen appearances, um, but it looks like Contest the Chaos may be like what Spider Man was for us over the winter, um, if if Gwen has a recurring role in that, yeah, and with uh, across the Spider Verse around the corner, you know that should warrant another book for her even if it's just another five issue mini uh it like that's still fine because it's still off of the riffing off the success of the movie yeah yeah it would honestly if we got a five issue mini every year i'd be fine with that you know it's obviously it's not an ongoing but like i appreciate that maybe like having an ongoing all the time isn't yeah. the best thing either but i think you know the ongoing like if she were to be picked up again um like someone preferably Sean McGuire needs to write a really insane pitch to editorial. Yeah, I feel like you could have a really ambitious character driven like plot with Gwen and you can't quite have that with the miniseries. You can't get that slow burn that like Latour had going for such a long time that you know we haven't had that really since so you know I'd, I'd like to see maybe return to that maybe the people who have a really great relationship with Devin Lewis because he's Gwen's editor uh, in the first place. Yeah, I feel like Devin Lewis definitely had a good sense as an editor for Gwen. So I guess, I guess we'll see what the future holds and especially yeah. this annual. 
and contest yeah. the chaos. We also have to mention about how we got uh, the supple boys on to uh, commemorate an oldie, but well, it's not really quite a goodie, but it's an oldie uh, for the night Gwen Stacy died 50th anniversary. It was really nice to have them on. Yeah, um, it was nice to cover that issue as well, like because also I I'd realized I'd never actually read it, and it felt good to sort of establish my knowledge in that area of 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 Gwen Stacy lore. And I guess that could have been a prelude, uh, like us reading the story to What If Dark Spider Gwen. Yeah, oh, I forgot that's coming out. Even goodness, um, yeah. Um, did we have people write in for this this episode? Oh, yeah, we actually got uh, two comments, which are both from Twitter. So, yeah, the first one, yeah, we actually uh, know this tweeter because uh, when they were first uh, uh, starting out with Gwen's books, uh, they would, um, like, tag us saying that, you know, they were catching up with all of Gwen's stories. Mm-hmm. So this was from at Nova Galley. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun. Can't wait to see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's um, yeah, nice, and uh, and yeah, the next one is from at Pizza Dog ZZZ. It's Trevor. I know this. I know this one. And he just simply says, "Um, Rhino Gwen is hot. Way to dig yeah. deep, Trevor." Yeah, no, I've I've hung out with Trevor a couple of times. It's really funny. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Rhino Rhino Gwen has a lot of sex appeal in the, in this cover at the moment. It's very cheesecakey art, but yeah, do you, you think know, he's just it. basing her off of the cover? Maybe, honestly, but Rhino Gwen is also hot in the interiors, but definitely without the DNA cheesecake art. And I think he goes back and forth with Nova about how um, uh, he wants to be the one in Rhino Gwen's hand. Yeah, really, really crushing your throat. I mean, some people are into that, you know. Um, just yeah, so uh, just make sure your neck doesn't snap. Yeah, certainly. Oh my god, that's just a that's a, a double entendre right there. Neck Gwen snap. Stacey. <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 Gwen Stacy trauma. Um, so next time we're going to be reading uh, issue number four of Spider Gwen Shadow Clones. We're going to put. Uh, links for that in the description on where to buy and read. There is the reading list uh, and comicsology link as well. Uh, please uh, read uh, and buy Shadow Clones number four. If you can, send in your thoughts on what you think, and we'll discuss it like we just did with the comments there. Follow at GS Groupies on Twitter and email ghostspidergroupies at gmail.com if you'd like to send us your thoughts and support us on coffee uh, if you'd like to help us with funding the podcast we just had to renew our annual subscription here so that, that those funds really help yes please yeah uh so i've been pax and i've been abigail all right bye-bye. bye bye bye